watching the Bulldog Brewhouse Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Steve Grover. Uh, hopefully everyone had a good summer. We're now into September and, you know, enter, entering into the Thanksgiving, the fall season. And, you know, uh, we're back here for another episode of the Bulldog Brewhouse Podcast. And my special guest this episode is Paul. Um, obviously, Paul, um, you're well known in the motorcycle community. You're also a famous author here in Alberta. And, uh, you know, forgive me, but can you please uh, introduce yourself and especially tell everyone how you say your last name? Well, thank you for being very liberal, saying uh, famous, uh, but Fjord Button is my last name, Paul Fjord Button from the Fjords of Norway. Okay. That's my heritage. Okay, cool. So you originally, your heritage is Norwegian. Yeah. And, but you were born here in Canada? I was born here in Canada. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. So, so tell everybody, like I, obviously I know who you are and you know there's a lot of people in the motorcycle community in Alberta probably know who you are also. But for all our, our new fans out there of the podcast and uh, maybe new to motorcycling here in Alberta, can you exactly who are you, where are you from, can you give us a little intro about yourself? Sure, like I said, my name is Paul Fjordbutton. I was born and raised about an hour south of Calgary on a farm. Um, northeast of Granham, which is just south of Clarison, if anybody knows where that is. Yeah. And being on a farm, we always had, you know, chances to drive vehicles, tractors, equipment. Got my first motorcycle when I was 11 years old. And back then, it was uh, pretty slack. Mom and Dad were really encouraging, and they'd let me take the bike to school. When I turned 12, I was old enough to ride the bike to school. Mm-hmm. Little Honda, 65 Honda S90 at that time. And then got my license when I was 14. Mm-hmm. and been riding motorcycles ever since uh, a little bit of a lapse uh, had a honda goldwing marriage kids finances sold the bike yeah and then uh, as uh, the years progressed uh, bought myself a harley davidson in 2007 and been a harley rider ever since and okay. traveling countries and okay the world. So you, you, so in 2007, you bought a Harley. You yeah. finally bought into their culture and their lifestyle and gave them a ton of money, correct? Yeah, yeah, I bought a used one. Okay, <laughs> I got to try the Harley. I've had yeah. Hondas all my life, but okay. uh, I'll try the Harley. If I didn't like it, I'd go back to Honda, but no, I stuck with Harley. So what was the change from Honda to Harley? Because that's a big flip. Of, I mean, Honda's yeah. pretty reliable. They are probably the biggest motorcycle company in the world right now, next mm-hmm. to, I think Suzuki's up there now, which kind of surprised me. Yeah. But why was there a switch to a Harley? Uh, just growing up in the motorcycle culture, Harley was the ultimate that everybody had to try. And uh, okay. and it just, for me, it was kind of just a different mindset and the culture and meeting people um, on the road. And it doesn't matter what you ride. If you're riding two wheels, you're going to meet people. Yeah, yeah. And most okay. of my riding was done solo by myself. Yeah. And uh, just that culture and the feeling of the Harley and the camaraderie we had with that group. Yeah, I, I stuck Okay, with it. so you're giving your life and money to Harley now? Yeah, okay. pretty much. So what yeah. current, so what was your first Harley you got? It was a 2004 Road King. That's okay. my first Harley. Yeah. So I rode okay. that for one year. I put yeah. on about 30,000 kilometers the first summer on it. Yeah. And then I bought uh, a brand new 09 Harley uh, Road King. Mm-hmm. And kept that for almost five years, and then I bought the 2013 anniversary model Road King. Okay. And I put 155,000 kilometers on it in four and a half years, through about a dozen countries at that time. Yeah. And uh, then I got my Street Glide, 2018 okay. Street Glide. 
Okay. Now, uh, I know, unfortunately, just recently, you you were in your own little motorcycle accident. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit what happened? Yeah. Uh, we were coming back from a trip to Alaska. Okay. Myself and two friends. Mm-hmm. And there was an old bridge on the old Alaska highway that I wanted to stop and see. I'd been across it before, but never on a bike. And I knew it was closed at this time. I wanted to get a picture of it. So I yeah. told my friends I'd meet them in Dawson Creek okay. at the gas station. Took the old highway. The pavement was pretty good shape. So I was into a right-hand curve. Mm-hmm. And on the bikes, as you're coming out of the curve, you give it some throttle, pick up the speed a bit. Yeah. And that's when I noticed the pavement was all broke up. There was chunks of asphalt, gravel, holes. Mm-hmm. And I was already leaning into the corner. Yeah. So as I slowed down, I bounced across. I thought I was going to save it. And I could feel the back tire drifting off the edge of the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, I'm in for a heck of a ride here. And uh, next thing I know, I'm face down on the ground, and my 800-pound street glide was on top of my back. And I couldn't move. Yeah. My first thought was, okay, I'm alive. Yeah. Start moving fingers and toes and my knees. Mm -hmm. Okay, I knew I wasn't paralyzed. Yeah. And it didn't feel like anything was broken. Yeah. And I had to dig the dirt out from underneath me to give myself room to crawl up from under my bike. Okay. And that's when I did my full self-body check and yeah, yeah. there was no bleeding, no yeah, broken yeah. bones. Yeah. So luckily, uh, yeah, I I was good. There was no broken bones, a couple minor scratches. And okay. uh, ended up riding the bike home once we got some help and got it back onto the road. Okay. So you, you got your 800 buck Harley up off the road <laughs> by yourself? No. Uh, I found my phone. It fell okay. out of my vest pocket. Okay. So, and I had cell service, which yeah. is another lucky thing. Yeah. So I called my friends that were waiting for me in Dawson Creek, and mm-hmm. he came back. I had called a tow truck because I thought I'd need that. Okay. But him and I managed to get it back up on the road. Okay. And once I checked the bike out... Took mm-hmm. it for a little run, and I called the insurance company to make sure it was okay with them. Yeah. That I could continue riding it. And yeah. they said, yeah, if I was comfortable, they were okay with it. So I rode it back okay. home here to Calgary okay. to get the estimate and repairs done on it. Okay. So how long ago was it? So today is September 25th, 2023. How long ago was that accident? That was on September 2nd, I believe. Okay. So only 23 days ago. Yeah. And you're doing okay now? Doing okay. Yeah. 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 Shoulder's yeah. still a little bit of right tenderness, but yeah. uh, other than that, yeah. Did you get checked out by the doctors? Mm-hmm. No, no, that was not the smart thing. Okay. <laughs> you haven't seen not. a doctor yet at all? No. Why not? You're just like a tough Norwegian Viking? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I don't need that. <laughs> you don't need that? Okay. Well, no, I don't no. know. I don't yeah. know if you know half my family's doctors, half are lawyers. I'd still recommend go have your doctor check you out. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to have a side of things. You don't want to so. have a lawyer. You don't want to have yeah. like a tear in there or a partial thickness tear. You yeah. know, just your shoulders are pretty important, yeah. you know, especially when you get older. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But you're okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Did you take yeah. some time off just to, rel- to relax and recover at all or no? Uh well, I was home for about two days before yeah. I found another motorcycle to buy just in the interim since mine was broken. So okay. I did go back to the metric. I bought myself a Yamaha 1100. Okay. Just, just having a spare bike until I yeah. get back onto a Harley. Okay. So your Har- is your Harley written off or is it going to repair it? I haven't got the official news yet, but yeah. I think from the value that Harley put on it for repairs, it's probably going to be written off. Okay. So you got a Yamaha now? 
Yeah, temporarily. Okay, yeah. and then what's your goal to get back on the Harley? Get back on the Harley. I'll probably end up with the Street Glide again. Okay, yeah. you know, are you going to get the new CVO Street Glide set $68,000 or no? No. Why not? You're not going to support it on that? I'm a poor working Viking. <laughs> All right. Might be tough, okay. but I'm not a wealthy man. But, you so. know, Norway's pretty rich. They got that big yeah. oil reserves. They got that heritage fund. Like Alberta had a heritage fund. Ours is gone. Theirs is still around. Oh, uh, yeah, they're doing it pretty smart over there. Okay, yeah. okay. So, uh, so you're back on the bike. You'll eventually get a street glide, like a special or something like that. Or? Probably the street glide special with the okay. anniversary edition. I've got my eye on two of them that are for the sale. 125th yeah. anniversary one. Hundred, is it 120 20th? Yeah, 120. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, that just happened yeah. in Milwaukee in July. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So looking to get that. And then, have you ridden since the accident, other than getting back to Calgary? Just short trips. I yeah. haven't taken a long trip anywhere. Okay. And, All right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you work up north, don't you? I do. I work in the winter. I've got a pretty good life. It's yeah. I start end of November, and we're usually done by the end of March. Okay. And then I get the rest of the year off to go riding. Okay. And then you, you've done some trips overseas. Have you been to Norway at all? Yeah, I've been to Norway a couple of times. Okay. Uh, once with my own bike. Okay. That was uh, in 2014. Yeah. Uh, I flew my bike to Frankfurt, Germany, and then mm. rode it up to Norway. Okay. And spent about three weeks there. I got a lot of relatives there. So okay. some I've met before from yeah. when I was young. I backpacked through Europe, so yeah, I met yeah. some of them. And I uh, got in t- contact with them now with the internet and Facebook and all that. So I uh, got in contact with them. So did you go to Oslo first? Mm-hmm. Uh, I flew, uh, I rode into Oslo. Yeah. Met some cousins just south of Oslo about okay. an hour. Okay. And then I got other relatives, and my grandfather and grandmother came from up on uh, Lofoten Islands, okay. which is in northern Norway. Yeah. So I rode all the way up there and over to Lofoten. And if you mm. ever get a chance to do that, it's beautiful. Yeah. So that was what month of the year was that? Uh, that was in June. June. So that, how's the weather there in Norway? That time of the that year. That time of year, it's kind of like Canada. It's kind of hit and miss. Yeah. Uh, when I was up in Lofoten, that far north, because we're 300 miles north of the Arctic Circle, it was about plus seven, eight degrees, mm-hmm. a little bit misty. The week before, it was 24, 25. Mm-hmm. And the week after, it was 27. Okay. So I just hit that week where it was a little bit cool, but okay. it was an amazing ride. Garen yeah. Gerfjord, Troll Stegen, beautiful twisty roads down mm-hmm. to the bottom of the fjord and then back up the other side. So how's the roads in Norway? Better than Canada? Yeah. In I Norway. would say so. On on any road that back road in a mountain, they're paved and they're looked after there. Okay. All yeah. right. So no wiping out there like in Alaska? <laughs> no, thank God. <laughs> and then, so would you recommend people go to Oslo and check out Norway? Oh, definitely. If you get a chance, even yeah. if you don't have the heritage there, mm-hmm. go check out Oslo, Bergen, get up to Lofoten. Mm-hmm. That's a real special part of the country part of the world there. so bergen i've seen some pictures of bergen it's quite beautiful it's got those old buildings and all different colors and all, all different that stuff. colors and the seaport yeah. right there yeah. and lots of fishing history okay yeah. it's kind of yeah. crappy weather though isn't it in the winter time oh in the winter time yeah you got to be pretty hardy Hard. to, yeah. to okay. go there but go in the summer yeah it's beautiful and how are the yeah. people in, in norway oh treated me awesome um, every time I stopped, yeah, you're talking to somebody and mm-hmm. it helped having my relatives there. And mm-hmm. I met one woman at a concert, uh, some friends of mine from Kansas City, the Rainmakers were playing a concert there. They're really mm-hmm. big in Norway. So mm-hmm. I got to see them too. Mm-hmm. And the cool part was I met this woman there and, uh, before I left Norway, I stopped, just gave her a call to say, nice meeting you. And, and she was married. We're, 
And uh, she says, oh, a friend of hers mm-hmm. was telling her about this guy from Canada on a Harley that he met at a gas station. And this is three weeks after I met her mm-hmm. and happened to bump into a friend of hers. So it's a real small world. Okay. All right. And then, so Norway was good. How, how long were you in Norway riding in 2014? For? Uh, I was there about three weeks. And yep. then I went back down south and went down through Italy, mm-hmm. Switzerland, Austria. Okay. And I finished up in Paris and I flew home from, from okay. Paris. So any other trips you've made overseas motorcycling other than Europe? Any uh, other? Well, this summer. Yeah. <laughs> a buddy of mine wanted to take his to Europe and yeah. he'd never been to Europe before. So he yeah. asked if I wanted to and... Well, I checked my bank account, and I certainly had the time, so yeah. I went with him. We flew our bikes again okay. to Paris this time, and yeah. we covered Spain, Portugal, Italy, and okay. covered about 12 countries this time. So, you, so you, you, you've taken your bike to Europe a couple times? Twice now, yeah. Any problems with mechanically, like getting serviced over there at all, or no? Uh, the first time, no, not a problem at all. The second time, it was a little tougher to get in for an oil change, mm-hmm. just servicing, but the bikes ran good. Um, anybody that rides Hondas or Yamahas, you yeah. see Harley's always leak oil and break down. Yeah. They've gotten way better. Okay. Yeah, we, we did the 12 countries there, six weeks and no problem. So there's no problem with getting mechanic, mechanical work and service work done in Europe on a Harley at all? No, there's quite a few Harley dealers. Yeah. Probably not as many as there is in the U.S. Yeah. here yeah. or Canada. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, they're, they're quite plentiful too. Okay. So you all can right. get the parts and get repairs okay. done. Any uh, other trips you want to, like anywhere you want to go that you still have on your bucket list for a motorcycle trip? Well, didn't really plan on it, but the way it's worked out, I've traveled across Canada, except for Newfoundland. Okay. So I have to get that done. Yeah. And I've ridden in 49 states, so okay. that leaves Hawaii. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't bring my own bike to Hawaii. I'd go there and rent a Harley mm-hmm. and just, just say I've ridden probably the big island in Hawaii. Okay. All right. Now, now, just out of interest, if anybody's interested in like going, taking their own bike to Europe, what does it cost for you to get your bike shipped over there, back there and back? Uh, it cost me forty six hundred dollars, and that's in U.S. dollars. Okay. Return for my bike. So that's about six, seven grand Canadian. Yeah. yeah. The first time I did it, it yeah. was about forty five hundred and fifty dollars yeah. Canadian because yeah. our dollar was better. Yeah. So the exchange comes into play, and it's they make it very easy. I flew it on WestJet. And you have to have it at the airport uh, within 24 hours of the plane leaving mm-hmm. and disconnect the battery, mm-hmm. less than a gallon of gas in the tank, mm-hmm. and you just drop it off and then you pick it up on the other end. So it's on the same plane that you take over to Europe? Yep. Okay, yeah. it's not on a cargo plane? Nope, it's okay. on the same plane. So okay. instead of bringing so- my suitcase, I bring my bike okay yeah. and then can you put all your stuff in the in the bags yep as long as you have a list of what's in there okay and no dangerous goods no batteries yeah no guns sort of but your clothing yeah, like yeah. shops and so did you actually pack in suitcase or you put everything in your two bags of your street glide uh i filled up the two bags on my street glide yeah. and then i had the leather travel bag that i have on the back of the bike mm-hmm. that was my that was my okay. luggage all right so throw it on the bike okay and then, uh, how about insurance when you go over there? Do you get, get separate insurance? You have to get green card insurance, yeah. And, and what is that? There's different places that will do that. Uh, I, I went through a company called Motorcycle Express. Mm-hmm. And I could have saved myself about $500 looking yeah. after more things myself. Yeah. But they look after everything. Okay. All the documentation, and they help you through it, guide you through okay. it, and you get insurance through them too. 
depends how long you're going to be there. I was there six weeks, so I got two months insurance. So what does two months insurance cost over there on your own bike? Uh, it was about $670 for two months. Okay, so it's about And that's full coverage. Yeah. Okay, so any problems, if you cause an accident or anything like that, full yeah, coverage. Yeah, the bike problem. is stolen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. And just getting back to this uh, recent trip to Alaska, you know, I sort of want to go up to Alaska, maybe to Juneau, maybe go skiing up there, mountain skiing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you, well, how did you find Alaska? Mm. Well, we went uh, up to Dawson Creek and hung a right. Okay. <laughs> but how was how <laughs> no, Alaska it, to ride? It, it was good. Yeah. Uh, it was rainy, which we expected. Yeah. Um, uh, close to Anchorage. Before that, mm-hmm. it was nice weather. Okay. Uh, because of the timing of my friends, we didn't have a lot of time to explore a lot of Alaska. Okay. Uh, the one road we were planning on taking, because I thought it was paved but going to be kind of a little bit rough mm-hmm. going up through chicken to mm-hmm. dawson city mm-hmm. but we found out that road was horrible mm-hmm. uh, the last uh, hundred and some kilometers was not paved it's potholes okay and even the locals didn't re- recommend taking that so okay so how's so the highway up from alberta to the alaska highway up um, to? it was good uh, there were some construction areas that was yeah. the only issues you yeah. slowed down uh, but that time of year, a lot of the work had already been done and it was well packed. Okay. I would think if you go earlier in the year when you start, when they start construction, it would be a little tougher on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, adventure bikes would be the way to go. Okay. But for Harleys, I would recommend a little bit later in the year when okay. construction is more. Yeah. Okay. So Around the time that you went. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And where did you and go in Alaska? What, what towns or cities? Uh, we went to... Uh, Palmer and Anchorage and uh, Valdez mm-hmm. and right on the coast there. So how did you find Anchorage? What was Anchorage like? Mm-hmm. Was it a nice city or? Eh, where we went, yeah, it was a nice city. We yeah. didn't spend a whole lot of time there. Like most yeah. of my riding, I avoid the cities. I go okay. into them when I have to Yeah, and they hit the smaller towns. Okay, and were you camping or staying in motels? Staying in motels okay. and cabins. Okay, and then how, how was the scenery up there? Uh, it was it was gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We really wanted to get to Mount uh, Denali, which used mm-hmm. to be Mount McKinley. Yeah. And but it was so cloudy and fogged in and rainy yeah. that day, we didn't get to see okay. much. But All right. If and you had we'll, more time. And then how was Valdez? Uh it it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Is Real small st- place. Uh, really homey. Yeah. Uh, you know, laid back. I trust it's all cleaned up after the Exxon Valdez <laughs> yeah. spill. It's all done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Okay. Yeah. All right. We didn't really locals didn't talk to us about okay. that so yeah, much. Yeah. And okay. the cool part about Valdez we were there. Mm-hmm. On our way there at a gas station, I saw a BMW from Austria. Okay. So I looked around for the rider and I saw him and got talking to him and I said, Yeah, I had my bike in Europe this summer. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't go to Austria, but I was in Europe and he looks at me and he looks at my bike. He's were you in Portugal? Yeah. I said, yeah, I was. I saw you, he says. Okay. We didn't talk, but he yeah. remembers the bike and remembers me okay. in Portugal. So oh, That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's really okay, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then, uh, so Alaska's nice. Probably, you know, you recommend people go up there in the summertime, check it out? Oh, I would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. One of my friends said, oh, with the construction, they wouldn't want to do it again. There was too mm-hmm. much gravel. Yeah. But the longest stretch I had was, I think, 15 kilometers of gravel, okay. maybe. okay. And then getting to the summer, you mentioned Portugal. Mm-hmm. That's a real popular place, actually, for people to retire now and even travel. How did you find mm-hmm. Portugal? Um, it was beautiful. I was thinking the same thing. I would look there maybe to retire there, too. Yeah. And uh, because it's quite reasonable. 
mm-hmm. whether you want to buy, rent. Yeah. The food was reasonable. Food was good. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed that. I wanted to go further north, but we didn't. We ran out of time again. Mm-hmm. Time's a constraint. No matter yeah. how much time you plan on a trip, because mm-hmm. we had tickets to see Deep Purple in Italy, so mm-hmm. I didn't want to miss that. Yeah, concert. That's, yeah, that's a good reason to skip some parts of Portugal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was Lisbon like? Did you go to Lisbon? We didn't go into Lisbon. No. no. Okay. We were by, by Porto. Yeah. Just south of Porto. Okay. And then how's yeah. the food there? Oh, the food was awesome. Yeah. yeah. They have good yeah. port. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had the wine's good. good all that. The stuff. wine was good. Yeah. We tra- okay. And in Italy, we tried some wine. I'm yeah. Not a big wine drinker yeah. myself, so I don't have a particular yeah. taste. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. When you're there. You have to try it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And the locals, the, the owners of the establishments, more than willing to help you out to, if you're not really familiar with local wines. Okay. Take and their suggestions. We never got steered wrong once. And so, what's your drink of choice then? Mm-hmm. Uh, usually spice rum. Okay. Captain Morgan and, or something or yeah, Captain Morgan. Yeah. Is, is fine. Okay. Drink that with water, and then uh, we'd always have to try the local beers. Okay. Even traveling here, I yeah. ask what's on tap, what's yeah. local. Yeah. And just try it as long as it's cold. Because I think last summer, I think Grover Law from gave you uh, Norwegian vodka. Yeah. Well, did you uh, try that yet? Yeah. yeah. How was it? it? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I still have some. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's yeah. so obviously everyone knows that Norway's known for oil, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. Um, and their food is more like a fish base. Is that more seafood based? Because they they're do along... eat a lot of fish. There. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then what are they known for alcohol wise? Activate is what they're known for. So what is activate that other people it's don't know? From different fruits, it's it's kind of like almost like a liqueur. And mm-hmm. there's one company that makes it. And the old tradition was they put it on the wooden ship, mm-hmm. go down south by New Zealand, so they're south of the equator mm-hmm. with the, the kegs, mm-hmm. this liqueur, and yeah. then they bring it back up to Norway and then they bottle it. Oh, okay. So they yeah. put it on the ship and then bring it back? And then bring it back to Why Norway is that? and bottle it. Why is that? They think... Their theory was going south of the equator, mm-hmm. did something to the alcohol content and made it that the taste just that much more distinctive. Okay. So mm-hmm. whether there's anything to that, yeah, we'll go with their claim. Because funny, Cause it I, was good. I got a ball of that last Christmas, so maybe I should I should try it. I didn't mm-hmm. know that they would take it down south and bring it back. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it uh, yeah. offhand, but yeah, yeah. there's one one company that makes okay. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then, so at the end of the day, Norway's good, Europe's good to go. I mean, it costs a little bit money to get the bike over there. Would it, you recommend that for to people or more rent their own bike there? If you're only going to go for like a real quick trip, a week yeah. or 10 days, yeah. rent a bike, yeah. get out and see it. Yeah. But if you can plan for a longer trip, take your own bike for sure. Okay. Cause, All but right. It doesn't take long renting one that the cost is going to get up close to that anyways. Okay. And it's just the feeling of having your own motorcycle there. And when I got back to Canada, got mm-hmm. it from the airport the next day, rode up, and you think, just a few days ago, I was riding in your okay. bike. So what would you recommend? If a person's going away for three to four weeks, that would be enough time to get your own bike over there or still rent? Uh, yeah, if you're going for three or four weeks, if you can afford it, get get your own bike over Okay, there. Yeah. all right, okay. And Probably Paris or Frankfurt. There's certain places that are really accommodating to help you. And mm. I say Paris and Frankfurt or Rome Yeah, would be the places to fly into. Okay. And you flew WestJet both times? Uh, the first time it was Air Transat in okay. 2014. Yeah. And this summer was WestJet. Okay. All right. So no, no complaints. And you obviously recommend that people take their bike if they're over there for four to six weeks. Mm. Okay. Now, let's. Uh, I know we talked a little about... 
you know, motorcycling and, you know, you work up north and you take, you know, you work a certain period, then you take time off. Yeah. Um, but you're also a famous author, right? <laughs> Is that correct? Well, famous, you use that <laughs> word very loosely. Well, according but, to Winston and Roosevelt, uh, uh, just want to assure everybody this book, this is a book that Paul did. Um, I met you at uh, One Broken Biker Biker Night down at the Bargupu Pit in Okotoks. Big Sky, yeah. Big Sky, and you did a book about Ashley Atkin. Mm-hmm. Well, she was in one of the books. I yeah. wrote a series of children's books, yeah. and it all started with my uh, first book about my grandson, okay. one of my grandsons. Yeah. That when I bought him his first motorcycle. Okay. And a few years ago, when I, when I was updating my will, mm-hmm. I was writing a little biography of my life just for my kids. So yeah. I'm gone. There's a lot of things growing up on the farm that you mm-hmm. don't talk about. Yeah. And uh, so I, I was adding that mm-hmm. to that biography when mm-hmm. I bought my grandson his first motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this will be a cool story. So yeah. I closed that out and opened up a new page in my computer and, and yeah. started writing the story. Uh-huh. And everybody just loved it that I read it to. So I thought, I'll make a children's book. Okay. So how did you end up going? Like, uh, you end up, you write a story about your grandson. You make it in a children's book. Yeah. And then, so, uh, what what inspired you to do that? Just your grandson? Or? Yeah, just my grandson. Okay. Just sort of a legacy for them. Yeah. And I had so many stories to tell. So mm-hmm. now I ended up writing a series of seven books. Okay. And all my grandchildrens are, are names, characters throughout the series in the book somewhere. Yeah. And if anybody goes, it's the series is called Riding with Kyle. Okay. Now, Kyle is actually my son, not my grandson. Okay. Because I got five grandchildren, so I didn't yeah. want to call the series Riding with Colin. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're picking out one of your grandchildren. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, so okay. That's why I called Riding with Kyle. And yeah. I checked with his brother and sister, too, to make sure they were good okay. with it. And so, him and I have good, done some riding together. And so it, it's like you've done this book called We Will Rock You, and it's yeah. about Winston and Roosevelt coming oh. from overseas to work with OBB and Grover Law Firm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a children's book, very good artwork. How, so how did you get involved with the publisher? Uh, well, this is self-published. Yeah. Uh, my illustrator... I found uh, through a site online, there's a yeah. couple sites, Upworks is one, yeah. where you can go look for uh, illustrators, authors, mm-hmm. and I found three or four of them. They sent me samples of their work. I sent them a little sample of my story, mm-hmm. and I liked the work that she was doing, yeah. Susan Krupp. Yeah, Susan if you look Krupp's her up, yeah. she is awesome. Okay. So when you contacted me at one Broken Biker event night at Big Sky, mm-hmm. I thought, I never planned on writing a book for somebody else, but it was yeah. a project that I was excited to take on. Okay. Yeah, and it's a great book. It's called We Will Rock You. Obviously, you got Winston here. You got Roosevelt here, the Canadian flag. Um, now, it's written by you, Paul, and Ann White. So, who exactly yeah. is Ann White? Ann White's a friend of mine, and yeah. she was with me that night. So, her and oh, okay. I were bouncing ideas back and forth. Yeah on what the storyline would be, where we could go with it. Okay. And of course, you and I met a few yeah, times because yeah. I wanted to get into your head. Mm-hmm. And it was a totally, it was very different process writing a book like for you mm-hmm. or for anybody else. Yeah. When it's my own book, my experiences, mm-hmm. I just write it the way I want it. Okay. But I want it to fit what you had in mind too. Yeah. Okay. And so. then obviously this book is dedicated to Queen Elizabeth II, mm-hmm. who yeah. recently just passed away, unfortunately. And yeah. then... Also, the one broken biker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so obviously, if anyone wants a copy of We Will Rock You, just contact me at Grover Law Firm. We'll gladly send you a free copy in the mail. But otherwise, 
Um, is there a website people go to to, yeah, to look at your collection of seven books and We Will Rock You? Yeah, the collection of seven books is uh, writingwithkyle.com. Okay. And four of them are available on Amazon also, but it's best to contact me directly and okay. I will sign them or dedicate them to whoever you want if you're buying for okay. a child. Yeah, and then how much do Writing With Kyle books cost? $15 Canadian. Okay. Per book? Per book. And then if you want the whole series, you give a discount? It's a hundred dollars for the whole series. Okay, all right. And then what do you talk? What do you charge for We Will Rock You if I can't give a free one out? <laughs> what two hundred bucks? Oh, at least. <laughs> I mean, we're Roosevelt and Winston to get their cut. Yeah. They're, okay. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty expensive. I mean, obviously, you you wanted to meet Winston Roosevelt. I remember you coming by the house, took some photos. Yeah, they're pretty active kind of guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, to get and see their personality yeah, and yeah. meet them. Yeah. For okay. Sure. And it's just about how they came to Canada. Uh, from England, they met Ashley, they met me, they've helped a client of us, Jim Powers, too. Yeah. And they're just, uh, you know, they're inspiration. Obviously, Winston's our more, motorcycle mascot for motorcycle law practice. And then Roosevelt, obviously, he came later in our life, in our family, and he's more of the trucking accent kind of guy. Okay. You know, Mack yeah. Truck is, uh, they have a bulldog as a mascot. Right. Yeah, I yeah. used to have a Mack okay. Truck. So, yeah, this is a great book. I mean, it's so cool. And, you know, we've given away and so many people have been so amazed of, you know, what you've been able to do. And obviously, this is a project that we worked on for almost a year, correct? Yeah, it was just about a year to the end. Yeah, Yeah. and then it came out earlier this year. And everyone just thought it was totally cool. That's really good to hear. It was a lot of fun working with you on that, Steve. And Yeah. I'm glad to get the good feedback on yeah. it for sure. And obviously, you know, my I've got three younger sisters and, you know, sometimes they're not the easiest women to impress. <laughs> but I gave a copy to uh, Lisa, who's out in Canmore. She's a lawyer in Canmore, Banff, for her daughter, Charlotte. Okay. And my sister, Lisa, was quite impressed. Like, this is really good. Oh, cool. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Uncle Steve's in this book and everything. Yeah. Like, Winston Rusey, okay. Yeah. That's and I called awesome. and Jim Powers in there. I called yeah. him, make sure yeah. he was fine yeah. using yeah. his image. Okay, and all right. Any other books coming out? Any other series you're looking at, or are you going to take a, a little sabbatical for a while? Take a sabbatical at least for the winter. Yeah. Uh, different people approach me with ideas, yeah. and I've started now doing readings for children at the libraries. Okay, October second, I'm at yeah. the Okotoks Library. Okay, and uh, so you just read books to kids. Yep. To pass your time until you head back up north. Yep. Okay. Yep. November. Yeah, they enjoy okay. it, and okay. it's good getting their feedback. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's a great book. I mean, it's a great read for anybody that wants to read about it. Obviously, it's a great marketing tool we have, and mm-hmm. you know, I know Winston and Roosevelt—they're so proud of having their own book. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I want to thank you for taking the time to do it, and you know, collaborating with me. And it's a great—it's just a great read. For well, anybody that wants it. And it, it was a pleasure. And yeah. I've, since then, I've talked to a lot of people that said, oh, yeah, they've always had an idea for a children's mm-hmm. book, but they've never done anything with it. Because mm-hmm. it's very intimidating. But if you have an idea, anybody out there, mm-hmm. start writing it. And mm-hmm. do your editing. If you need some help with that, there's mm-hmm. people out there who will help with that. Mm-hmm. And you can do your own self-publishing, too. Yeah, yeah. You just have to find a good illustrator yeah. if you yeah. don't illustrate it yourself and make it happen. Okay. Even if it's not for sale, your own family will love that legacy. And so you didn't do that series of books to make any money, right? No, I didn't. Just no. to, to impress your grandkids, eh? Well, yeah, that's okay. right. When grandpa's gone, yeah. they always got something. Okay. And and now, now it's published by Fjord Biker Press? Fjord Biker Fjord Press. Press. That's my own name for it yeah. because yeah. I self-published. Okay. And it's printed by Okotoks Print and Coffee Shop in Okotoks? Yeah. They and did an awesome job. and Yeah. Yeah. 
And then the first uh, print of this book is May 2023. So it just came out this year. Yeah. And it's been a hit. So anybody yeah. wants a copy of it, just contact us at Grover Law Firm. We'll gladly send you a copy. Um, is it possible, can people buy this online? Or they have to contact you directly? No, they, well, it's. Uh, I just had them printed just for you Yeah. at your law firm here. Okay. And uh, they can't buy it online yet, okay. but if you if they wanted to request through writing with Kyle, mm -hmm. I could definitely get with you and okay and send them a copy. Okay, cool. All right, so we'll just get in contact with you in Okotoks Press, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you need more printing, yeah. All right. I can hold a print shop for myself. Yeah. Okay. And Ashley's in there too from uh, One Broken Biker. Yeah. It's just a great book that you know kids can enjoy. Yeah, anybody can really enjoy it. Anybody, yeah. 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 I've had adults that were reading my books and then one lady, she was elderly and mm -hmm. she, she laughed, she cried, and mm -hmm. she just loved reading them. Okay. So it could be All for right. any age. Yeah. So is this ever gonna become a full time career for you or just wait and see? Wait and see. That's not yeah. in my plans. Okay. A couple more years in the oil patch, and then yeah. maybe I can retire. Focus on that. Okay, cool. Start, you know? Yeah. So um, other than, you know, we talked a little about who you are, what type of work you do. Obviously, you're a well-known publisher, especially <laughs> especially with Winston and Roosevelt size you oh, are. Yeah. <laughs> and you've done some Morris Cycling. What other interests do you have out there in life, pretty much, you know? Uh Besides my grandchildren, obviously, being mm -hmm. a grandparent, uh, and I've done a lot of woodworking over the years. Okay. So I've done a lot of things from building roll-top desks mm -hmm. to small boot jacks and yeah. repairing furniture, antiques. Uh, yeah, back in the early 2000s, I had a, a furniture store for a couple of years. Okay, and, well, and how was that? Years. It was good. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but it was... Probably a good business for a husband and wife to be set up doing that, and that was about the time my marriage was failing. Okay. So I decided to sell it and stick with the oil patch and retire when I was 55. Well, that didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, uh, are, are any interest in like fishing or any sports activities? Uh, I got more into fishing now. My one grandson is yeah. into fishing. Okay. And all my grandchildren have motorcycles and and that too, so they're all into it. So how how old are your you got you're pretty proud of your grandkids? How uh, old are they? They're from six to uh, fourteen. To to do any ride bikes right now? Yep. Yep. And what, what do they the, ride? They've got uh, one's got a Honda one ten. Mm hmm. And they got a Yamaha 80, mm -hmm. and my little granddaughter Aura is just starting to ride, and she's going to be on a Honda 50. Okay. To start with all dirt bikes. Yeah. Okay. So all yeah. dirt biking. Yeah. Do they keep up with Grandpa at all, or no? <laughs> well, I just bought myself a dirt bike too because <laughs> I had rode with my grandson, but I took my Harley Street Glide yeah. down a trail down by the river mm -hmm. with my grandson riding yeah. his 110 cc bike, yeah. dirt bike. Okay. And I thought Grandpa needs a dirt bike, and I had one when I was younger, so okay. I just picked up myself. What, what kind of dirt bike did you get? I got a 1982 Yamaha XT200. Okay, two, is that two-stroke or no? It's a four-stroke. Four-stroke. Yeah, okay. I wanted to keep that. I'm yeah. not into the high speed mm -hmm. anymore. I'm going to slow down a little yeah. bit. So okay. I got two Yamahas, and then I this this summer I picked up a Honda CB350 1972 model. Okay. Which is the same bike I had when I was when I turned 16. Yeah. I bought it. Okay. All right. A little bit of nostalgia. So you're a little into dirt biking now because your grandkids are into that. Yeah. Trying to are you trying to keep up to them or are they trying trying to keep up to them? They're okay. getting pretty yeah. hot on it, popping <laughs> okay. their wheelies and right. yeah. Okay. 
But where that's a lot of fun. Where you're teaching them safe riding. Oh, for sure. And you're yeah. teaching them not to go on roads or clothes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Learn from Grandpa. and uh, yeah. They know about your little yeah. wipeout in Alaska? Yeah, they do. Yeah. And they're they're concerned about you, obviously? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The two older ones, especially, yeah. were really aware of what could have happened. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because I was... But knock on wood, you came across pretty much unscathed, yep. and, and your bike is, you know, maybe it's going to be written off. You I, chances are it's going to be yeah. written off, okay. I think. So, yeah. yeah, just more luck than brains. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. okay. we've, we've been all there. We've done yeah. that, you know, we've yeah. all done that and yeah. made those mistakes in life, yeah. and that's part of life. It is, know? and it yeah. doesn't matter how much experience you have. It yeah. can happen to anybody, Yeah. yeah. but dress for it. Mm-hmm. Be aware, mm-hmm. ride to your comfort level. If you're yeah. riding with somebody that is more experienced, don't try to keep up with them. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And the guy that or person that is faster, it might be a woman. Um, don't get so far ahead you don't know where your friends are mm-hmm. sticking behind you. So obviously you've been riding bikes for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for people that are getting into more cycling or been riding a long time like me, what's what's the kind of advice that you get the tell them to do just to be safe riding and make sure you know they don't get injured so they can keep on enjoying the sport uh, like I said just ride to your own comfort level yeah every intersection you see if you're riding in town always watch the other traffic and yeah. always get into the habit of looking for and for an uh, for a, a route to escape Mm-hmm. If a car does what they're not supposed to do, where okay. you always have somewhere yeah. to go, you okay. make that second nature. Yeah, okay. and learn to handle the bike. And if you're fairly new to riding, take a course. You yeah. will learn so much how to handle okay. the bike. Okay. I never did, but I grew up in a farm and riding since I was 11. Yeah, that was good enough. But the the traffic today is so much worse. Yeah. Now, what about riding gear? What do you ride with? Obviously, that Alaska, <laughs> you know, accident. You're wearing a helmet? I was wearing a helmet. Yeah. Always have a helmet on. Open face or just open face? No, mine was open face. Okay. Yeah. And I'm more comfortable with that. Yeah. Whatever you're comfortable with, and don't let peer pressure change it. Yeah. Okay. And what about your riding gear? What were you wearing? I was wearing leather chaps. Yeah. And on this one, a biker vest. Yeah. It was a warm day. I did not have my leather jacket on. Okay. Most days I'll wear my leather jacket. Yeah. But there again, I got lucky into a grassy ditch. Yeah. Up against the trees. But uh, if it happened on a pavement, you got road rash, so exactly. yeah, definitely wear a leather okay. jacket. So you you lucked out where you fell when yeah. the bike came to a rest, yeah. and unfortunately, the bike eight hundred dollar eight hundred pound gorilla was on top <laughs> of you, right? Yeah, with my gear and everything else, <laughs> it was at least eight hundred pounds, and it pinned me to the ground. Did it knock the wind out of you? Uh, or was it just? I felt kind of, okay. It was just yeah. pressure, yeah, right in my lower back, so yeah. my chest with the roll bar on the yeah. bike, yeah, it was just the bottom part of the bike. The uh, that had me had me pinned to the ground. Okay, so I could still breathe. And, okay. Well, I know Winston and Rosa were happy. You know, if they oh. ever wanted to do a sequel book, you know, at least you're still around <laughs> for them to do another book for them and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and and you know we're now into like busy season for sports. Obviously, there's baseball, hockey starting up, football, uh, basketball. Any sports you're interested that you follow a little bit? Uh hockey once in a while. Yeah. Being, in Calgary, it's the yeah. Calgary Flames. Yeah, I remember the Battle of Alberta with Edmonton back oh, in yeah. the eighties. Yeah, yeah. And uh, back when Tim Hunter was around and Stenko, oh, yeah. those good and Flurry and all yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, my grandson 
had one grandson played football last year, and now his little brother is into football this year. Okay. So I've been to one of his games, and okay. I get to go to more of them here this okay. fall. Okay. You don't follow the yeah. Stampeders, even though they're doing terrible this year, like 4 and 10 or something? Not a whole lot, no. no. Okay. More when it gets closer to playoff time and then yeah. get Pay more attention. involved that way. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's great for you to come today. Uh, obviously, you know, you got your, you got a great talent in, in publishing books about your grandkids and obviously Winston and Roosevelt love you. I mean, I you know, too. you know, it was so, it was so nice for them to, you know, you to come to the house and meet them that before you publish the book. And, you know, I, I read the book to them, so they like it. <laughs> they did. Okay. <laughs> Glad to hear that. Yeah. Usually Rosa was looking for food, but he actually sat down for five minutes just to relax and read. The, let me read the book That's to funny. him. And Winston, and Winston always loves anything about him. He, he's he's just, he loves the attention. He's got the ego, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's got a little ego going. So. Yeah. Well, so, they must have left their little stuffies too. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. But, you know, this is a great book. So if everybody wants a copy you know, please contact us. If anyone's interested in doing their own book, obviously, Paul, you're open to helping people out. Yeah, I've, I've done yeah. a few people. If you have yeah. an idea and you're yeah. working and don't know where to go, I'll mm -hmm. help you out the best I can and, and give you some direction. And what's sure. the best way to reach you? By email, by phone or something? Yeah, to go to the, web, uh, the website, writingwithkyle.com. Yeah. Uh, there's an email address on there. Send okay. Send me an email and I'll help you out the best I can. And okay. And if you look for an illustrator, I got to recommend Susan Krupp. All right, but you, you like it's a whole package because I gave you the ideas. You came and took pictures of Winston and Rosie. Saw their, you know, they've got two different character characteristics, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then you know, but it was what was easy. We get we sat down. We talked about what the theme would be, and then you came back with a book, and we we went through a couple little changes, a couple drafts, little changes, but yeah. nothing. The big. cover mainly, yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, the story was was put together by you and your team, mm -hmm. and it was so easy to deal with because you have your own team with your publishing company, you know, publishers and all that. And later on, it came uh, came to fruition this year. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty okay. exciting to do that. So okay. thanks for that opportunity, well, too. I never well, thought I'd be yeah. a commissioned author to write yeah. a book. For well, I mean, obviously, thank you. I mean, you could have said, listen, Steve, it's just for my grandkids, but you're open to the idea of doing a book for the two, my two boys, my bulldogs. And it's a great uh, thing to give away to people, especially kids. You know, they love the book and they think it's totally cool. So and great illustration. So, you know, I want to thank you. Also, Winston, want to thank you and Rosa. I know they're not here. They're probably at home sleeping right now waiting <laughs> for dinner from dad, but I'm here. But, you know, we want to thank you for taking the time. Great being a great person here in the Morris Local community and obviously being a great publisher. And hopefully see you on the road one day soon. Okay. Hopefully. All right. Well, thank you well, for coming. Thank you, Steve. Cheers. Okay. Thanks, Paul. So anyone out there, uh, if they want to, uh, you know, obviously do their own book, children's book or, you know, book in general, just, you know, reach out to Paul. He'll probably easily help you out. Um, and then until next time, stay safe and uh, hopefully everyone has a great Thanksgiving coming up. Thank you.